Lord. Have a seat if you can be seated. Amen. What a beautiful song service. Feels so good to go away and come back. You just appreciate that which you have. Amen. We missed you guys. Just let me say that. I missed you. When we couldn't get home for church, I was like, well, what are we going to do? We live streamed, and I'll tell you this, the anointing came through live streaming about the third song, the anointing hit, and we was worshiping at the pool. Praise the Lord. Just saying, I know we all got to spank him, but I thought it was pretty good. In case nobody saw my text on the live streaming, they said, turn it off. I said, no, 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 don't turn it off. I got to hear the end. It was beautiful. Just saying. Sometimes, you know, we need just a good old correction. And I'm taken back to my dad in his younger years. And those of you that have been here in his latter years, you can thank the Lord. If you thought that was rough when we were in the green church, you wouldn't have came back on Sunday. I'm just telling you, in his old years, older years, he's become, well, wait a minute. He's become more loving. He's become matured in the Lord. And he became a great example for us. But let me say this. If he didn't love us, he would have let that continue in this environment and allowed us to not achieve and to reach out and dig into the dry places and push through when the presence isn't the way you like it. Let me tell you something. Sometimes when you ask for a glass of water at home and Lincoln don't get it and Quentin don't get it and Lexi don't get it and I know Randy ain't going to get it, sometimes I just got to get up and get it myself. There comes a time that you sit in the church and you look at it and you say, well, I want to drink water. I want to drink water. I want to, well, sometimes get up and get it. If it's not being served the way you like it, then press towards the mark and get it yourself. He's here for the taking. Amen. I'm just, that's not what we're going to preach on. We're going to preach on tonight how to make real change. Um, with, with Pastor and the, the, the speakers that we've been having, just people fill in and doing this series on stopping self-destruction, this came up a few weeks ago at the prayer table. And I promise you I've heard about seeds for a lifetime. I've been in the church for a really long time. I know you can't see it because I, I'm holding my beauty so well, but... I'm saying that when dad was speaking at the prayer table, something came into my outer man from my inner man and went boom and exploded. And I saw something differently that I've never saw before. And I'm going to put it in a very tangible, applicable service. And you may think that, oh my gosh, she's going to look like a joke. Yeah, I probably am. But you're never going to forget this message after I demonstrate what I'm going to demonstrate for you tonight. It's going to be a visual night of learning. So just kick back, relax. I don't think you're going to need notes. I think it's going to stick in your mind for a lifetime. Okay, so real change begins with repentance. We've all heard about repentance. When we see something in our life, that we need to change. The first thing we do is what David did in Psalms 51. He cries out and he says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression, my sin, that which I see is wrong in me. Whatever doesn't line up with what your word says is sin. Okay, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge, a couple Sundays ago we heard pastor teaching on confession. We know that confession is an acknowledgement 
that lines up with what the Word of God says. I acknowledge my sin, my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in my sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desireth truth. In the inward parts, in other words, parts that are not easily seen by others. In my inward parts, the things that might be hidden, the things you think that no one else sees, the Lord sees. Those dark places that you don't like to talk about, you don't want people to see, you hide under your bed, you hide in secret and eat at night. Whatever these things are in secret that you do, it is not a secret to the Lord. It might be a secret to me and your friends and your family, but it's not a secret to the Lord. And in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that these bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Here we go. Create. Create. In other words, it doesn't exist. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew or renovate. We've heard this word before. Renovate, redo a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thine presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Now... Repentance. We see that David acknowledges or confesses his sin. And we know that repentance is a turning away from sin and changing the way we think about what we do to the way the Lord wants us to think about it. Amen? So real change begins with repentance. Let's go to Romans 12:2. It says here, we just keep, it seems like in the last month, I promise you, every service has had this scripture in it. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Yet again, we see that the way this change takes place is by a renovation, a rebuilding, as if it were stripping out the things of old and replacing it with the new. Okay? You don't naturally think the right way, but your spirit man does. Okay? Your spirit man that lives inside of you is already complete. He needs nothing, nothing. See, when you accept Christ into your heart, when you believe on him, well, just let me go here. If we believe in Jesus, is that enough? What was that? No, it's not. What do we need to do in addition to believing? Confess. It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with thy mouth and ye shall be saved, right? So believe, if believing was enough, then we could just read the Bible and that would be enough. Everyone who was a reader would be perfect, already complete and done. 
Alexis, you would have arrived. I'm just telling you. Sit down and read 500 pages in a day. Who does that? Not me, but anyways. Your heart and your mind are what needs renovated. Okay? Your heart. So here's what happens. The inner man, your spirit, reveals himself to your outer man. Follow me. The spirit of the Lord, the living God inside of you, begins to go, hey, look at this. And your outer man goes, what was that? Just like when I was in that prayer table. I'm like, what? What did you just say, Dad? Can you say that again? And I wrote it down in the back of my Bible. You know those five extra pages they give you that you only write the really, really good stuff on? I wrote it right there. That means I can never forget that. Why? Because what happened was my inner man revealed himself to my outer man. Now my outer man gets it. I get it. But getting it's not enough. Believing it is not enough. It's just the beginning of the process. I know some of you don't like that P word, but I'm going to keep talking about it because I am a process queen. See, I do numbers. I do numbers, and I like numbers that are in order. I don't like red numbers. I like black numbers. I'm just telling you. But sometimes red numbers can get black if they're in the right order. They just got to keep going up the right way. Isaiah 55, 8. I want everyone to turn here. This one you're going to have to turn to. Well, no, it's on the screen. I guess not. Never mind. Okay, Isaiah 58. This is good. This is going to pull together some things for us tonight. Or 55, I'm sorry. Mom, you practically read the scripture for me. 55a says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Did I just not say that if you think it in your man, it's not right? This is what's right. Because we think naturally incorrect. Your outer man does not think the way your inner man thinks. It doesn't think the way God thinks. That's why there's a need for a renovation. That's the reason there's a need for a transformation to happen. Because naturally, you and I don't walk in the things of the Lord until we're renewed, until we're transformed, until we do and walk in the spirit of obedience. It doesn't happen. All right? Process, process. It says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. What's it saying? The spirit is higher than earthly ways. God's way is higher than the earth. Your inner man is higher than your earthly man. Okay? Then the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither to thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth the bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Did it say, so shall my word that I think on? So shall the word that I read? So shall the word that I write? So shall the word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return void unto me, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, can the word of God fail? Let's, let's practice that again. Can the word of God fail? No. Is the word a lie? No. 
Is the word a lie? Thank you, Jesus. I didn't, I wasn't very clear. I wasn't clear. My words were dropping off. The word of God cannot lie. Christ cannot lie. The written word of God is true. If we believe that, then we have to start living like we believe it. God's words, he said, are seeds. Seed to the sower. They will do what he made them to do. Let me ask you this. If you went to the grocery store, oh, no, let's go uh, Quality Farm and Fleet, the last time I bought seeds. If you went to Quality Farm and Fleet and you bought a package of lettuce seeds, would you put the tag in the ground that said lettuce or would you put a question mark on the tag? Well, then why don't we as Christians? Because we have seeds about our finances, about marriage, about our children, about addictions, about health. Yet, we sit. Huh. I wonder if that's going to work. Honey, do you really think that's, that's health? Do you really think that's what's going to grow? I, I planted it seven hours ago. There's nothing growing. It's probably dead. Probably just dead. Those seeds don't work. I don't even know that they work. Listen, you don't worry about that seed when you put it in the ground. That's what mom said today. Stop looking at the beginning of the process and start planting with the hope of the future for tomorrow and the reaping and the harvest of what's to come. There has never been a seed that a farmer lays and waits and paces all night waiting for it to come up, wondering if he bought corn. Is it going to be corn? Maybe that's going to be a whole thing of tomatoes. Well, I don't have a tomato picker. What am I going to do? I only got a corn picker. This is ridiculous. Yet the very essence of Christianity is based upon one of the parables, the sower of the seed. And the sower sowed the word. The sower sowed the word. The only way to see if a seed is alive is to plant it. See, those seeds, these words look like they're dormant. This is a package of seeds. There's packages of finance seeds. There's packages of health seeds. There's packages of children's seeds. If you've got a problem with sin, lust, disease, sickness, it doesn't matter. There's seeds for everything you need. Thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds. Yet we think if we look at the package of seeds, it's enough. So I've handmade some packages today. Let's see. Oh, wait, they're in my pile. I changed it. Sorry, I lost my mind there for a moment. Look, this is my own package of seeds. These are my kids' seeds. Worry, fear, and anxiety seeds. Everyone should have a pack of these. You never know when it's going to try to creep in. Just saying. Listen, you got to have a seed shelf. You got to have a cupboard full of seeds. Because if you don't have no seeds, then you got nothing to plant. You can't wait till it's time to harvest and go, oh my gosh, I don't have any seeds. Well, that's not the way it works. You have to plant, not in the time you need it. You plant in the spring so that in the fall, you've got what you need for the winter ahead. Yeah. Marriage seeds. Oh, this, 
let me just keep these right here. Addiction seeds. How many of you are addicted? Now listen, I'm not just talking crack. I'm not just talking methadone. I'm not talking hydrocodone. I'm not talking over-the-counter medicine. I'm talking addiction. How about food? How about caffeine? Listen, I talked to an addict. I sat across from the counter from a crackhead who happened to be my uncle. I'm not going to mention his name. You would know which one of 14 there is. But I said, uncle, I don't understand what you're struggling with. I don't understand how you can keep going back to something that harmed you so badly. I don't understand that addiction. He said, yes, you do. Now, we were eating lunch together. He said, see that can right there? It was Dr. Pepper. He said, don't ever touch it again. He said, that's not the same addiction. He said, oh, yes, it is. I dare you. Stop drinking it. Now, he was at our house doing some work. Well, the next day he didn't show up, the next day he didn't show up, and the next day he didn't show up. But I called him on the third day. I got in my car, I woke up, I had a monster headache. I was so nasty, I could eat you, chop you up, and spit you out and put you back in your own lunchbox, and that's what you were gonna eat for lunch. Because I didn't care what you went to school with for your lunch. I was so angry, so on edge with everybody like, geez, mom, what's the deal? I'll tell you what's the deal. As Soon as I dropped those kids off, I drove right over to that little BP station and I got me a Dr. Pepper with a snap top and I oh, smelled that carbon and I felt it burn my nose and I began to chug it. And I called my uncle and I said, you know what? You ain't been to my house in three days. You're fortunate I drank a Dr. Pepper. I gonna come and kill you. He came back on the fourth day. He said, so you know what I'm talking about with addiction. I said, I broke after three days. I thought I could beat it, but I can't. It's got a hold on me. He said, you take that addiction a thousand times worse because that's what crack cocaine has done to me. I can't give it up no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try. And I said, because you're doing it in your own strength. I will let you know I have been Dr. Pepper three going free, going on my third year, and I've never looked back. I refuse to go back to that addiction because it had me bound and I was dependent. Addiction isn't just crack. It comes in all sizes, all shapes. I'm talking to you younger husbands, you younger singles out there that are playing these games, ignoring your family, ignoring your children. Let me tell you something, it's time to grow up, turn the Xbox off, come out of there and become a father, become the mother, the, the dad that you need to be and the husband of your wife's youth so that you can become what God called you to be. Addiction scriptures. Oh, wrong one. Finance seeds. And everyone needs these. The point is, everyone needs these seeds. See, these words on the pages are waiting to be sown and planted. Listen, not just planted. When you want to change yourself, these seeds that you read. Remember dad said a couple weeks ago that it's like they go into a seed spreader. We're not going to use current terms. We're going to use old terms. In the old days, they didn't have a seed spreader. They had a bag that they put around them. And they would walk up and down the fields just like this, throwing their seed. Old hard way, just work, four-letter word, W-O-R-K. Sweat beaten down their brow, big brimmed hat, throwing their seed. 
when you read, when you pray, when you fast, when you come to church, you're filling that bag. You're filling the bag, recede. You're filling the bag. But is it enough to fill the bag? Is it enough to fill the bag? See, because if you're going to plant the seed into the heart of man, if you're going to plant the seed of change in your own life, you have to speak it out your mouth so your ear hears it, it registers in your mind and lands in your heart. Speak it out your mouth. Let your ear hear it. Let it go through your mind and land in your heart. That's the soil of man. There is nothing, 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 nothing in your life that you can't reseed out of your life. Every negative thing that's happened, every negative place you're at can be reseeded by confessing. Uh, No, wait, no, wait. I just got to go here. I'm not talking about a denial confession. I'm not talking about, well, I'm not poor anymore. I'm not poor, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire and I just got so much money, I don't know what to do with it. Listen to me. This is not a time to open your mouth. I better not say that. Sometimes my grandmother used to say, boy, didn't that lady look beautiful and smart till she opened her mouth. Sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut if you're not going to do the whole process because you just make all of us look a little less smart than we really are. Confession is not about you confessing what you want. It's about confessing what the Lord wants for you. But we got that mixed up. See, we think the Lord works for us. The Lord doesn't work for you. He works with you in His will. See, you get to ride along with Him. This gospel don't get to serve you, your wants, your likes, your dislikes, and you get to choose and pick what you want. He already chose, he already picked, he already told us what he wanted. You either get the chance to get in and get in line or don't get in at all. Listen, I'm just preaching what's present. So hearing the word fills our spreader. See, if your heart isn't renovated, then all you have is head knowledge. I don't care how many of these scriptures you can quote. All that does is prove to me that you've got seed. Until you take the seed out of your bag and sow it into your heart, into your sister's heart, into your other sister's heart, into your brother's heart, you haven't done nothing. All you've done was show that you're smart. Sometimes smarts ain't everything. Listen, I didn't graduate with no 4.0. I only think I hit the, the, that little honor roll thing one time, and it was by chance. I'm telling you what, I was so happy when my name was in the paper. Woo! It was amazing. You don't have to be smart to do this. you got to be able to go A, B, C. One, two, three. What order does it come? Just tell me the order and work the process. 
That's it, just work the process. And the renovation begins to happen. And before you know it, that which you didn't really believe before starts to come bubbling out. And before you know it, when somebody says something, they go, oh yeah, well, you know, you could probably, there's going a big job transfer around here at work. You're probably gonna be one of the ones to lose your job. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Even if I lost my job here, God's my provider and it's all going to be okay. God says he meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And if I'm in doubt and I might not know what to say, it's okay. I've got my finance seeds right here because until they get in my spirit, until they get done, I can just open them up. I can pull out some seeds and say, you know what? According, no temptation has overtaken me for God is faithful. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. When I am tempted, you will provide a way out so that I can endure it. But that isn't what we do. Let me show you what we do. Oh, boy. See, seeds know what they're supposed to do. Seeds don't question why they were made. Questions don't, or seeds don't question how will I grow? What if there's not enough sun? What if there's not enough rain? They just trust, I'm just a seed. I'm going to do exactly what the Lord told me. And everything I need is inside of me. How tall I'm going to be, how fat I'm going to be, is inside of me. How big a fruit I can bear is inside of me. See, it doesn't matter. God doesn't care. Seeds don't get tired. Seeds don't get weak. Seeds don't question what their purpose and their plan is. Seeds know what their purpose is. Seeds know what they're supposed to do. The planter gets tired. Not the seed spreader. Seed spreader just sits there. But the planter gets tired. See, if real change came when you made a decision and when you read a book or the Bible, then every New Year's resolution would be done. You ever wondered? I've made five New Year's resolutions the last five years. Ain't one of them came true. So I've decided after this message, I'm going to start in October. I'm going to give it a full season of seeding my resolution ground. I'm going to seed my heart about what I want to happen in January. And then for three months, I'm going to have all those seeds growing up. They're going to be little saplings. They're going to be almost trees before January comes. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to hit that New Year's resolution right between the eyes because I'm sick of being defeated. You want to know why? Because I did it on my own did it on my own. Guess what? Without God, I can't do it. I'm just telling you, I can't do it. I'm going to reseed the way I think about my goal and what I'm going to do. And I'm going to write down an execution plan and I'm going to get that goal. You watch. I'm not telling you my goal because I'm not going to. God's going to help me. Watch. Begins with repentance. We turn away from it. We change our mind. Look at it the way God looks at it and begin to fill that cedar. Fill that cedar. And then when it comes time, we start sowing the seed by confessing what the word says about our situation. Before you know it, your heart that once was hard, that was once rocky, that was once desolate and not good, and the only thing that came out of your mouth was negative, 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 will change and your heart will become a breeding ground 
for seed, positive seed. And what does seed yield? Fruit. There's harvest that comes with it. So all those things that you thought weren't possible become possible. There is nothing, nothing that can't be receded. Now, no me laughing at me tonight. This is the best I could come up with. This is my cedar. I know it don't match. I looked for a navy blue one, but I couldn't find one. This is my cedar. Now, one day, I'm just going to tell you, the finance department will know, because I've been writing on my envelope for probably three months, you gave me seed. And every time I have extra money in my purse, tonight I forgot, I didn't bring my purse. And God reminded me there was money in my Bible that somebody gave me. Took that seed right out of there and I put it in the ground. This is your spreader. This is old way, okay? I'm griping to the Lord. I'm in my prayer time. And prayer time shouldn't be your gripes. But this was just one of those days. I was overwhelmed. I'm telling the Lord all these problems. I need this. I need that. What am I going to do about this, Lord? I was speaking my problem to the Lord instead of speaking to my problem about my God. Have you ever done that in prayer? Sometimes you just need to stop talking about your problem and you need to start talking to your problem about the God that you serve and what he can do to your problem. And by the time you're out of there, you're going to be doing great. Now, so I've read my Bible. I've got all this seed. But the Lord said to me, right when I was praying all those problems, he said, I gave you seed. Boom. I'm like, what? Now, this was three months ago. Keep in mind, that was the beginning of the process of the revelation. Then dad says what he says two weeks ago. God had prepared my spirit to receive the word that it would bring forth a revelation that then I would begin to confess with my mouth that I got the revelation and I'm going to start sowing the word. This is the believer. You are me. I see immediately in my mind this guy in a field. He's got a big brim hat on. This guy symbolized me. And he was walking up and down the aisles of his field. Hmm. Wonder why nothing's growing. It's been a while. I wonder why there's nothing growing. And the Lord gave me a portrait of myself. See, I was gaining all this knowledge of the word. But not doing anything with it. I had to open the seed bag and begin to plant. Just like this. How do we plant? Confession. Confessing what? What you want? I, I want these to be corn. I want these to be money. I want these to be my children saved. I want these to be my car paid off. I want these to be my husband, to be better to me. Children's seeds. This may be what you have to do. I don't care what you have to do to get your seeds ready. 
but you better be ready with your seed because it's not enough to want to throw seed. It's not enough to throw seed without using the Word of God. You cannot have knowledge and just think that this confession of no word that makes, uh, uh, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, I'm rich, I'm rich. No, that's not how this works. My children, you know what, according to Proverbs 22, 6, you, I'm going to start my children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I thank you, Lord, that Lincoln, when he's 30, when he's 40, when he's being tempted of the devil, he will not go backwards. He will remember of his youth what his mother and father taught him. He will remember the goodness of the Lord and he will follow you all of his days. I thank you, Lord, that my kids are a reward from the Lord. Because some days they don't feel like it. They are arrows in my hands. Blessed am I that have children. Blessed am I. Because there's days I need to remember I'm blessed. Hey, listen, if you've been a parent, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you wish you could. Lexi told me when I brought Lincoln home. Been about three days. She said, okay, you can take him back now. There's days you want to take them back. Trust me. Since there's no receipt, they're not going to give you much. They're going to give you a gift return for another kid, and then you're going to have a whole other set of problems. I hate that return policy. Thank you, Lord, that my children are an honor to their mother and father, that they might live a long and prosperous life. I thank you, Lord, that their children will be taught honor. I thank you that my generation shall see the next generation honor their mother and their father. Do you see? But we don't. We say, oh, no, I got good kids. Oh, I got good kids. Let me, let me show you what some of your guys' seeds look like. collecting seed much as I can get wisdom's everything knowledge is where it's at see I'm a college graduate I didn't take four years I got six years I got a master's degree look at all this seed you wish you had that much seed yeah no 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 because all this seed all this knowledge all this wisdom without opening your mouth and spreading the seed will do you nothing. Nothing but make you tired, weary, exhausted from carrying something that you weren't meant to carry. Don't you get it? You're saving seed. Why? He's going to give you more. He's going to give you more because as soon as the harvest comes, oh Lord, Soon as the harvest comes, the first thing you do is take your seed off the top before you eat the harvest. Don't you see? The farmer doesn't go cash it all in. If he's seeding the next year, he takes the best and says, oh no, that goes in my barn for next year. But no, no, we carry it around. 
and we get weary and we get tired from doing it. It doesn't do any good if you don't sow it. Sow it. See, the seed, listen, we as believers, we get tired. And we are used to a seed because we've watched Jack and the Beanstalk. Listen, you think this is some magic formula. And then I'm going to give you seven scriptures and it's going to change your life in a little bit of water and boom! It's going to grow. It takes a season. It takes a season. I challenge you. 12 weeks, 12 weeks, put a guard on your mouth. Listen, Deuteronomy, probably one of the most important scriptures I will tell you, I will tell you tonight is, listen, the Lord says that first comes the blade. This is Mark 4.28. First comes the blade. Then the ear. Then the full corn on the ear. You want the corn on the ear in seven days. It doesn't happen. This is why you're continually sowing for your situation. You're continually sowing for your tomorrow. Do you understand that I'm already sowing for my children's future spiritually? I'm already saying that they will not fall short, that they will hit every mark that God's put before them, that they will not get weary in well-doing, that they will run and not faint. I'm praying for their spouses. I'm sowing the seed right now because harvest is coming. Some of us only plant when we're in need. Unfortunately, the chances of what you need and it growing by the time you need it, it's not likely. I'm speaking truth. See, we become discouraged, unlike the seed. <laughs> Andrew, put that picture up of that seed. I want to show you the strength of a seed. This seed fell into the crack of a rock into a crack of a man and woman's heart. A crack. A crack where there was just enough of God's word that it could spring out its little root and take root. It broke the hard place. You want to talk about what dad was talking about on Sunday? What do you do when you're in a hard place? Right there. Right there. You plant a seed and you watch that seed begin to break the hard place open and something else happen. When you plant the seed, you release faith with that seed and it's enough for your situation. But remember, the church is really good at hearing. It's the doing that we fall short. We stop planting when we get frustrated. We stop sowing when we get frustrated and we don't see what's happening. We've got to keep planting. I talked to, um, who was it? She helped plant the garden one year. Mm. Can't remember. Anyway, she talked to me about the tomato plants and she said, Nicole, this week we're going to plant this many tomato plants. 
I said, well, why aren't we playing them all? There's like nine rows here. Why aren't we just doing them all right here? We're right here right now. She said, because you won't be able to handle the harvest from all nine rows. So this week, we're going to plant these tomato plants. And we're going to wait seven days, and we're going to plant the next row. And then the next seven days, we're going to plant the next ones because we want a perpetual harvest that we can manage. Let me tell you something. God's harvest will overtake you. When you begin planting day after day after day after day, you're going to have so many seeds, you're just going to start throwing them out. Before you know it, your mouth's just going to start spewing them because you don't want to hold this big thing round. And before you know it, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth shall speak. If you're saying hashtag loser, you're getting a loser. You say hashtag broke, you're going to be broke. Listen to me. You, God's word doesn't work only in good area. Let me ask you this. In a garden, which grows faster, weeds or seeds? What do you think takes more time to cultivate? The negative, it's all around you. It's trying to seed your heart every single day at your workplace, in your family, in your children. Oh my gosh, my children and their negative mouths. I'm back. I'm back and they're going to pay. They're going to give me cash every time they speak a negative word about one another. Every time they... Loser, loser. Oh, they're going to pay. You want to know why? Because their wallet hurts them. When they have to put money in that jar and they get a note, oh, and I show them what I buy. Oh, yeah, I told them. Those $6, I am taking with me on vacation and I'm going to spend it on me because I'm not the one saying all the negative stuff. Don't care. Don't care. I'm going to hit their wallet. I'm going to take all their allowance and then I'm going to take their savings too. But I'm going to teach them that according to Deuteronomy 22.9, it says, listen to this, you ready? Some of you might need a plow after tonight. Don't throw two kinds of seeds or they all become defiled. What if I went out there and I was planting seeds and throwing weeds out of the other hand? Oh, I thank you, Lord, you met all my needs. Oh my gosh, we're never going to make it. This is ridiculous. Just can't get ahead. Looks like every time I do something, then I'm taking five steps back. Oh my gosh. Well, all those good seeds, you just wasted all that good seed. You might as well get out your tiller. <laughs> Tiller's repentance. Just repent for it all. Dig it all up. Just say, I'm sorry. Turn from the wicked ways that you've been. Turn from the negative mouth. Listen, put a guard on it. I don't care if you have to walk around with duct tape on your mouth for three days. Put it on there. You would do yourself good by not saying anything at all anything at all why do you think you'll hear a pastor sometimes he writes us a note in the office i'm on a word fast i'm like praise jesus why because it's got to be controlled it's got to be controlled the bible says that a mature man a mature man is showing that he can tame the tongue. No one can really tame it, but with the Lord's help, all things are possible and we can tame what's been given to us. What is that? Listen, some of us need to put a guard on our mouth. Just stop speaking altogether. Just stop. 
you might have a chance that one of the seeds you said that was good might make it till the end. And before you know it, you'll have some growth. Let's not hang on to our seed. Let's not be the man that God showed me in the field, wondering why my seed wasn't growing. See, when you read and pray and study and fast and come to church on Sunday and come to church on Wednesday, you're filling your spreader. You're filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. And then when your situation comes, you've got a harvest from what you've been sowing all along, all along. And you've got, look, let me show you. You don't have just envelopes full of seeds. You've got barns filled with fruit and harvest of what's been happening. Barns, barns. Trisha, you know what? If you need $5,000, if I plant enough seeds, you can just say, hey, Nicole, I need $5,000. And I'll go, oh, wait, wait, let me go. Hang on, hang on. How about 10? I can't shut the door fast enough. Here, I got 10. That's who's giving me too much. Here. How about you need love, Regina? I got more love than you need, boss. I got any time of love you need. I got a fetch and I got it all. I got a granary full of it. You need encouragement? I've got a granary full of it. I got so much fruit, I don't know what to do with it. And I'm overflowing and it's coming out of my mouth. But the more that comes out my mouth, the more I sow and the more I get. It's perpetual. It doesn't stop. Every seed that comes out of my mouth. Do you understand that when we were praising the Lord today? We were throwing seed. In every season, I sing with joy. Guess what? I don't have a lack of joy. I sowed it tonight. Maybe on Friday I'm going to need a piece of joy. Okay? Take what you need. Shut the door. Or how about I got enough joy to give it to anyone that needs it whenever they need it? And I become the person that they say, you know what? When I look at you, I just, I feel like I just need to rest in the Lord. You're so happy. How can you be happy when you're fighting this and you're doing this and you live with Randy and you got those three children that you wish you could get rid of? What are you going to do? How do you do it? Oh, I got joy in every season. I sing for joy and I won't be silent. I'll make a choice. Make a choice. We are not at a lack of seed in this house. We are not. The word comes flowing out of our pastor at great amounts. We have good teachers, good wisdom. If you're eating the word at home, you're filling your spreader. Don't keep it. Don't keep it. Get rid of your seed. Amen? All right. All right. Stand to your feet. I'm going to let you go home. It's 8.30. Tim told me I had to go to 8.30 because he can't get through his message if I don't do what I need to do. Putting all that pressure on me. If anybody wants my seed packs, you're more than welcome to have them. I already know these. They're in my heart. You won't need to carry these papers around. If you reseed your heart with the word of God, it will begin to come out of your mouth like a fountain of living water, and you'll begin giving life to all those that are around you. Can we make an agreement that we'll do a challenge, that we'll apply what we've learned tonight, and that we're not going to be hearers of the word, 
but we're going to be doers. Amen? We're not going to be a church that comes in to just seek itself, but we're going to fill up those granaries of all that harvest, of all that fruit, so we can give it away, knowing that God will give us more as we give it away. Yet again, perpetual giving. Perpetual. It doesn't stop. And let's put a guard on our mouth. A guard on our mouth and realize that we can't have it one way and another way. We've got to choose His way. Let's do a complete renovation of the mind and let it take root and seed our heart for tomorrow. Amen? All right. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for the word, God, that you've displayed today. Father, let it be forever cemented in our minds. God, let it be a life-changing moment. God, that is the revelation you gave me, Father, as I speak it tonight. God, let it take root in the heart of men and women tonight. Father, let it fall in the hard place. God, and let this seed begin to break forth, Father, and cause that hard place that was once soft, God, to be nurtured in soil that can bear fruit, God, that it can receive seed once again. And God, those of us that know this, Father, that have forgotten, keep it in front of our minds. And God, if this is the first time we've heard it, Lord, then let it wreck our mind, God, and shake us to our bones, God, that we would do something different than we've done before. God, we want to be your church. And in order to be your church, Father, we have to accept all the word. Now, God, we receive the word of the Lord. We plant it in our hearts and our minds. And Father, we're going to talk about it this week. We're going to speak the word of God that you gave us tonight, God, knowing that that which you speak will not return void. In Jesus' name.